Justin Fields was pictured hanging out with Mike Vick at Hallis Hall. What does that mean for his development? Probably not much because Mike Vick ain't staying around to, to mentor Justin Fields too much. Jaquan Brisker has a very confident take going into the regular season for the Chicago Bears. And what's the most concerning stat about Kyler Gordon? We're going to get into all these topics and more right after this. You are now tuned in to Chicago Bears Central, your number one place for all Chicago Bears news and content. What's going on, Bears fans? Welcome to another episode of Chicago Bears Central, your number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related. I'm the host here, Hayes. You guys can follow the show right off the top at Shy Bears Central on every social media platform that we're on. If you want to follow me personally, I'll let you figure that out for yourself on how to do that. I'm done giving that out. With that being said, let's get into it. I'm in a great mood today. I don't know why. I'm really excited about football season coming along. Uh, the Bears are going into their mandatory mini camp. Um, here, I think it starts this week, if not next week, but it's coming up. So we're going to get a lot of news out of that. Don't expect very much to come out about position battles or anything like that. Expect to get maybe little minuscule drops and details about who's looking good, who's who's responding from uh, coming back from injury, looking looking pretty well. What rookies are going to be shaping up to really carve out a role for them um, to start off the season. Those are the kind of things that I'm looking forward to see what comes out about the Bears as we go into minicamp. Um, which is this week. Mandatory minicamp is this week. So, you know, be on the lookout for that. You know, some of the things that we're looking for is, of course, you're going to keep hearing things about Justin Fields and DJ Moore and their chemistry grow growing, which I think is evident even from OTAs that that's kind of one of the things that the coaching staff and the players with Justin Fields and, and uh, DJ Moore really focus on getting their chemistry ready to hit the ground running when the season starts, which is a big thing there. Uh, the running back competition as well. Uh, you know, that's going to be fierce in many camps, training camp, everything. Uh, that's going to be something that's continuing to be monitored. But the running back coach has already said a decision will not be made on that until the third preseason game. So don't expect to hear uh, anything about who for sure is going to be the starting running back until then. We may even see during preseason maybe a different running back start each preseason game to kind of get a feel with that starting unit. We may. I'm not saying that for sure. I haven't heard really any rumblings that that may be what they're going to do. But I would not be surprised with it kind of being an open competition if that's what we ended up what we end up getting as well. Uh, we'll probably get updates on on how uh, Darnell Mooney's responding and, and being fully healthy and stuff like that as well. We're already hearing things about Chase Claypool and how his mindset is much better than what it was last season. And you want that, right? You want your players to be in the best mental place, period, heading into a long, grueling season. And you also want, considering the contract extension talks are coming up, you also want them to be in that right, right mindset to where they're not too worried about the contract. They're worried about going out, performing on the field. And I'm sure that's always going to be in the back of their mind, especially with you know most players in any professional sport. An injury, the next injury, major one, is always right around the corner potentially. So you want to make sure that you're able to secure a deal, uh, right? do enough to, to make sure you secure something for your family as well. And so I'm sure that you know these players, while the contract, uh, pending contract negotiations, are, I'm sure, on their minds, you want them to be focused on performing on the field, let everything take away, uh, take care of itself on the back end of that as well. Um, so, you know, that's kind of the things we're looking for as well as Darnell Wright. How, how, how quickly is he advancing in his progression? He's going to be the starter day one regardless, but you do, you definitely want to see and hopefully hear about through this minicamp just how he's progressing from OTAs till now, uh, from the, the rookie minicamp that happened earlier on, going into training camp. You want to hear, you know, that progression and how that's working out for him overall as well. So, you know, we're looking at it. And then there's going to be that that 
battle on the interior defensive line as well, right? When you look at Javon Dexter, Zach Pickens being added to Andrew Billings and Justin Jones, who's there, not to say, I, I think that, I don't think either rookie may start, at least not right away, unless they completely shine, but you're going to hear about their development. At the end of the day, Zach Pickens and Javon Dexter are absolutely going to, at minimum, be rotation pieces um, for the Chicago Bears at, to start the season, right? They're starting off the season. They're going to be part of the rotation, and you never know, right? Eyes are on Javon Dexter and Pickens to see what they can turn into. They've both been used as the three-tech and the one-tech, so there's going to be versatility there to help fill out that defensive line. And the defensive line overall, right, are we going to be able to put enough pressure on the quarterback this season to help our pass coverage, right? So we, we, we got to see how that goes along as well. And then lastly, the competition at the Sam linebacker. You got to look at, at, at Jack Sanborn and Noel Sewell, even though Sanborn has the inside edge on that, right? We expect Sanborn to probably be the day one starter. But Noel Sewell, we can't overlook it. His raw talent, Everything like that is also going to be something that we look at and that we, we hear about that develops over the course between now and the start of preseason. So those are kind of some of the things that we want to look for as well. I, I would have put the competition at kicker here, but it's it's a kicker. You guys know if I talk too much about a kicker, C-Dub will show up and shut down the, the video. He just will. That's just kind of one of the prerequisites as C-Dub being one of the one of the um the co-hosts here. So, you know, that kind of is what it is. But let's get into the actual topics for today. So uh, Justin Fields and Mike, Vic met at Hallis Hall. We got pictures coming out about that. Um, and, you know, the Bears have already talked about, we talked about Luke Getze's comment uh, yesterday as far as, you know, not taking away from Justin Fields' natural ability as a runner, but just adding to that football IQ. Mike Vick had it went through something um, similar as well. And I think when, when Mike Vick came back initially with the Philadelphia Eagles, we saw kind of the perfect balance between how he was able to balance out his ability to run with being a, a better passer and decision maker overall. And, you know, I know a lot of people are taking this and turning this now to Mike Vick is mentoring Justin Fields. It doesn't necessarily mean that. Now, I mean, I'm sure he's giving him some advice. The fact that there is a connection now there, he may be able to rely on that, go to Mike Vick, ask some questions, but it's not like Vick is going to be here day in and day out to really be mentoring and taking Justin Fields under his wing. But I will say this, right? At the end of the day, when you if you want to learn how to supplement the way that Justin Fields can run and, and have or use the way he can run to supplement a solid passing game. And as we're looking forward to getting a more solid and consistent passing game from the team overall, get putting fields around any type of quarterback with a not exact same skill set, but a similar skill set, it can help. And the ones that have had some success at the NFL level as well, you just you want to be around the right people, right? You want to have the right conversations. You want to be able to pick the right people's brains. And, and you know, Justin Fields already has a great level head, the leadership, right, uh, with him, the leadership qualities that he's shown. I think that we're, we're primed either way for a big uh, season from Justin Fields, I feel like, and this doesn't hurt that uh, hurt that at all. So, you know, we'll see how that continues to develop, what that relationship's like, things like that. But let's get into more of the football with it, right? Jaquan Brisker has been talking, and he's been talking and saying the right things. Quoted as saying this, usually I'm a consistent leader. You'll see it during OTAs this year, a lot different energy. I'm flying around playing both safeties. So definitely going to get a different number nine this year. Now, me and C-Dub and Bobby on this Sunday's live stream talked about Jaquan Brisker growing as the leader and when he will take over as the leader of that defense wholeheartedly. And while that, that I think that process started to happen last season, especially when Eddie Jackson went down and he was out, we saw those leadership qualities 
of Jaquan Brisker come out. But to hear that Jaquan Brisker is being used in both safety positions, we already know how he's been used in pass coverage and pass rush last season, leading the Chicago Bears in sacks on top of everything else. Jaquan Brisker may be one of the most versatile weapons for the Chicago Bears on that defensive side of the ball. And if our secondary is what it looks like it may shape up to be with adding Tyreek Stevenson, getting a healthy Eddie Jackson, getting Jalen Johnson hopefully focused and ready to go, um, Kyler Gordon moving to the slot, which we're going to talk about Kyler Gordon here in, in a second as well. But just overall, if we if we play enough in both the pass rush and the pass coverage that where it can free up to use uh, Jaquan Brisker in a more creative way, right, to get to get his versatility and how he's able to line up in that amazing skill set that he has as a hard hitter, always around the ball, a, a big-time playmaker. I tell you what, the, 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 the versatility of Jaquan Brisker may end up being one of the things that sets the identity and tone for the Chicago Bears defense coming up this year. And it's going to be a big season for the player going into his second year, right? I, I think super highly of Jaquan Brisker. You guys may have picked up on that just by how I talk about him on these episodes, on the live streams. I have the utmost respect and highest expectations for Jaquan Brisker. I still, you know, don't allow those expectations uh, that, I mean, those, uh, the, yeah, those high expectations that I have for him become like the way I judge him by because my expectations, you know, they could maybe they're looked at as unreasonable, right? But I think and I just see such a star in the making when it comes to Jaquan Brisker. I really do. Like, and it's it's something that, you know, it, it, he, he flashed that a little bit right away. And to see this player grow and develop in the Chicago Bear system, hopefully be a Chicago Bear for a long, long time. Um, I'm just happy that we have a player of his mental capacity, of his skill set, of his just that dog mentality. And I think when you look at, like, the, the Bears still building an identity and a culture with this new regime, having a player like Jaquan Brisker, adding Tremaine Evans to that, Tyreek Stevenson seems like he's going to add to that as well, right? Having a player in TJ Edwards, who's just a damn good player, right? The, the, the identity of this Bears team is starting to come together in a way that I like it, and the way that I don't know if we've had a Bears team with an, a true identity for quite a while. We've had some damn good de Chicago Bears defenses. Do not get me wrong, right? I'm not saying that we have not. But that true mentality that when you play against Chicago, the dogs are coming out, it's been a minute since we've had that consistently, and I think that we're, we're regaining it. Do I expect it to be there consistently all in year two of this new regime? No, but I expect to see more flashes of it than what we saw last season and for it then to become a consistent vision for the team and a consistent expectation and style and level of play. And Jaquan Brisker is going to be a huge part of that, as is Tremaine Edmonds, as is, I think, Javon Dexter. Because I'll tell you what, Javon Dexter is a guy that you can just tell he is ready to completely demolish quarterbacks and running backs. Anybody who's in his vicinity better watch the hell out, right? And as we build that identity, as we keep building that culture, I think we have a lot of the right building blocks in place. The hits principle by Matt Eberflus as well. The Bears to start the season last year were one of the were one of the more disciplined defenses in the NFL. We were not penalized a lot to start the season. Now that started changing right as we lost players to injury, lost players to trade, veterans to trade, and I think that we're going to try to get back to that to start and maintain this season because we have a lot of pieces that project to be on the the squad from start to finish. You know, injuries aside, right? We don't want to see any injuries or anything like that, but. I just think that those things are starting to come together for this team in a major way, in a way that um, it just it's it, it's what we want, right? I've said it before, and I say and I will say it many, many times from here on out. 
I want this defense to be back to the monsters of the midway. And I feel like we are truly starting to build that and get back to that area with having players like Jaquan Brisker. I know I went on kind of long about that topic, but again, that's how much high and how highly I think of Jaquan Brisker as a player. But there's one concerning stat to come out that I wanted to talk about and bring to this uh, show, mainly because it stood out to me and it stood out to me in a way that I'm not going to even lie to you, right? We ain't going front. It concerned me a little bit. Now, we know that Kyler Gordon is moving back to the slot. It's going to be him, Tariq Stevens, uh, and then uh, Jalen Johnson as those cornerbacks, right? We know that. That's pretty much what's shaping up to happen. Kendall Vador can please get his ass up out of there. We need that man gone. I know not everyone shares that sentiment, but for those that don't know, if you're new to the show, I cannot stand Kendall goddamn Vador. But that's that's my own thing, right? Well, I'm not going to project that on anybody else. But with that said, we we it's a concerning step. So last season, Kyler Gordon allowed 76.8% completion rate, the 13th worst rate in NFL since 2018 when they when Pro Football Reference started tracking that stat, right? And that is a bit concerning, but there's also some signs of promise. Darius Slay allowed 76.7% completion rate in 2020, and we, it's, it's better than Gordon's, but you've seen what he's been able to turn into, right? So it, rookie season is always a difficult one, especially when you're on a defense that's not that great, especially when you're, you're, the defense is able to target you because we just didn't have a lot of quality depth at that cornerback position last season. So I'm not going to hold that against Kyler Gordon and just, you know, act like it's all doom and gloom. But I tell you what, if that's not if, if Kyler Gordon needs anything to motivate him, that maybe that's the one, right? And that's going to be a stat that we kind of track and 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 watch over the course of, of of this season to see how much has he improved in the area. Does he allow for a lower completion rate? Because that's that's super high. 76.8% completion rate when you're targeted, that's 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 pretty goddamn high there, right? Especially to hear that it was the 13th worst since 2018, right? That's crazy. That's crazy. And it looks like Kyler Gordon also ranked fifth amongst rookies in completion rate allowed. Uh, and so that's also something that you want to look at. And names that are also, you know, that's something that you want to watch out for. Again, you, it, with you can find almost any stat with almost any player, especially rookies that were thrust into a similar situation with Kyler Gordon that makes it super concerning. And of course, it may not be at the level of that 76.8%, but you can almost find any stat that can cause concern, right? Tevin Jenkins had some, you know, and we've seen players like that grow from it, right? And overall, you got to trust the confidence level of Kyler Gordon. He came on in a major way on the back half of that season, finished the season much stronger than what he started it off at. And so ultimately, I do think that Kyler Gordon is going to come around. I, I really do. I really like our our cornerback uh, unit as well. I like that room. I like what, the talent that we have there. I think Jalen Johnson is going to have a lot to prove uh, on top of just the contract, just the doubt around him that surrounds him and stuff like that as well. So I'm feeling pretty confident about uh, Kyler Gordon and his ability to come out of that stat and not let that be a stat that identifies him. We may be looking back at this at this same time next year and be like, he did what his rookie year? All right, but what did he do that second year? Okay, yeah, it got much better. Let's not even worry about it. So, you know, that's something to really look out for there. Now, before we go, I usually don't do this a lot, right? But I want to do it here, and that is, you started hearing rumors yesterday that the Bears are, quote, as of one a publication, said the Bears are in the hunt to sign a, a running back Dalvin Cook. And we kind of debunked this a little bit on Sunday's live stream, and I'm just going to end this show by saying this. Writers are going right, and especially at this time when it's kind of a lull in news stories and things like that, they're going to try to pick whatever angle they can. 
The Bears are not going to sign Dalvin. They're not. I, and I and not to say that they wouldn't have maybe if he was released early in the season, but I can tell you what right now, with the running back room that we have and the fact that we got and also drafted Roshan Johnson, we have Khalil Herbert, we got uh, Dante Foreman in here, it's not happening. It's not. And so it, you know, I, just, just keep in mind that, and this is something that I do over when I talk on, on Bull Central all the time, you got to really look out for why writers are doing things and especially at a time where it's kind of dead. You're going to get a lot of kind of fluff pieces like this, but I don't believe it. It really doesn't make sense for the Bears now. Is he a hell of a talent? Yes. But I don't see the Bears. We got other things that we need to address, even if we were going to try to get probably attach the money that a Dalvin Cook would want in free agency at this point. But, you know, maybe, I, maybe I'm proven wrong, right? Maybe I'm proven wrong, but I think that this is kind of just fluff, and I don't think it's really anything to consider too highly. But that's it. That's my time for today. Make sure you're following the show. At Shy Bear Central on every social media platform. You can send us any feedback, questions, comments, concerns, Chicago Bear Central at gmail.com. And then lastly, if you want to leave a text message and our voicemail for our mailback episodes that go down on Fridays and Saturdays, the number to do so, 773-242-9336. We are the number one spot for everything Chicago Bears related because of you guys. And like I liked in every episode on Shy Town Up, Bear Down. Love you guys. Peace, y'all. This has been a presentation of the Break Break Media. Break, break, media. media.